calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Signal, episode one, 1961. The political tension and escalating military rivalry between the United States and the Soviet Union erupted in a Cold War. Not a hot and bloody war, with soldiers and artillery clamoring and bellowing like hogs on a muddy battlefield something more akin to a frosty standoff. The space race, the race to put a man on the moon, became the proxy battlefield for the two nuclear superpowers who knew, were they to come to actual blows, the result would be a full-scale global thermal nuclear war, which would guarantee the complete annihilation of all mankind. What is seldom remarked upon, even 14 years into this ongoing and debilitating war, is the extent to which the Cold War is damaging the psyches of all those who are living through it. Like trying to live while balancing on a knife's edge. Like sitting at the banquet table with the business end of the Sword of Damocles suspended by a thread over the top of your skull. The slight breeze can send the sword point plunging straight into the spongy matter of your brain. No true enjoyment to be had, even in the smallest of things. We're all living in the vice grip of paranoia. Full-blown, soul-corroding paranoia. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the other. Fear of a noise in the dark. Fear of something out there. Fear of something up there. Everyone today goes through their daily lives with the frisson of fear creeping up their spines to the nape of their necks and with the hairs perpetually standing up on their forearms. They startle easily. They panic readily. And they're right to live in fear. 
Paranoia has become the predominant state of mind of our day and age. Paranoia. My stock in trade. diplomatic ties with Cuba. During his farewell address to the nation, outgoing President Dwight Eisenhower warned of the growing influence of a military-industrial complex. In his inauguration speech, President John F. Kennedy warned that the U.S. will bear any burden meet any hardship, support any friend, and oppose any foe to ensure the continuation of freedom. Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin has become the first man to journey into outer space. East German troops have closed the border with West Berlin and have begun construction of a wall between the East and the West. Hey! Barely weeks after the Soviets' historic space flight, Astronaut Alan Shepard has become the first American in space. While speaking on civil defense, President Kennedy advised all Americans to build bomb shelters to protect themselves and their families from atomic fallout in the event of a nuclear war with the Soviet Union. A Portsmouth, New Hampshire couple, Barney and Betty Hill, claim to have been abducted by gray beings with large eyes who walked them into a metallic disc as big as a house and proceeded to examine the couple before erasing their memories. Hello? Hello? Who's there? Who are you? Sir, sir, this way. Alien abduction. Yeah, that'll get your names in the paper. Colonel Sobek, sir. Mr. Swan is here. Ah, the enigmatic Mr. Swan. Finally. Send him in, then shut the door. Yes, sir. Colonel? Do you have a rank, Mr. Swan? Not at present. Please, just call me Swan. Do you have a first name? I do. My sources tell me that you worked under Wild Bill Donovan at the Office of Strategic Services during the war. 
From 1942 onward, yes. Which ultimately became the Central Intelligence Agency. Not exactly, but close enough. That means you've been a spook then for nearly 20 years. Is there a question in your observations, Colonel? I'm just getting the lay of the land here. You're not rank and file. I'd like to know who I'm dealing with. I wouldn't have been allowed on this base or in your office if I wasn't authorized at the highest levels to be here. I can't argue with that. But you see this dossier? It's got two pages in it. Two! A photograph from maybe 20 years ago when you were a soldier in uniform. Only I can't even tell what branch of the service from this blurry image. And that's it. That's all I got on you. So now that you're standing in front of me, nothing about you gives anything away. You're wearing a civilian suit. <laughs> Tailor-made, looks like. Polished dress shoes, a, a silk tie, no sidearm. You look like a goddamn heir to a manufacturing fortune. You claim to have no rank at present. You won't offer up your first name. I can offer you a cigarette. Bellamore Canal, that's a Russian brand. A perk of international travel. I could detain you on charges of espionage simply for having these commie coffin sticks in your possession. But you won't. You're curious as to what smokes the enemy enjoys. Taste it? The cold winds across the tundra in Siberia? Snow, ice, bodies frozen where they fell in retreat under Stalin. Better dead than red. This is the aftertaste of bitter defeat. You're a fucking cipher, Swan. While you in turn proudly wear your uniform and your rank like a badge of honor, which it is. The service medals on your chest are a roadmap to your career and where you've been. You're the antonym of anonymity, Colonel. You're implying I'm a showboat. Do you know what the remit of the OSS was during the war? Of course. To collect and analyze strategic information valuable to the war effort. And to conduct unconventional paramilitary operations. And today, in 1961? The more time passes, the more things remain the same. May I open your blinds? Why? You're the first ranking military leader I've met who retains an office on an upper floor. <laughs> a perk of rank. Most star generals or admirals have a bunker mentality. Their quarters are tucked away in the basement. I spent too many wartime years in the trenches, Swan. There's no view from below ground. I can fucking attest to that. Foot rot never dries out if you keep your boots in the mud. Up here, you're susceptible to targeted missile attack. No one friendly knows where my office is. Unless someone was to raise your Venetian blinds to indicate your precise location. Is that a hypothetical example or a threat? Spooks tend not to be overt, Colonel. They pride themselves on being covert, reliant on sleight of hand and subterfuge. Had I orders from above to... Neutralize your involvement in this investigation. What investigation? There's no investigation. Not yet. Any hypothetical investigation. I would do so with a cigarette laced with cyanide or arsenic. Preferably time-release so I might be off the base before the effects of the poison made themselves known. Well, then you would die too because you smoked your cigarette down to a stub. Rasputin. 
Do you know his story? The mad monk who manipulated Russian Tsar Nicholas and his doomed family? He used to consume a small quantity of arsenic each day to build up immunity. Chronic arsenic dosing is undetectable except in the hair shaft. Rasputin fully expected to be murdered, probably poisoned. Russians have historically favored poison as a murder weapon. Was he? He was eventually murdered, yes, but he survived multiple assassination attempts. He survived cakes and wine laced with arsenic. He survived being shot in the chest at point-blank range, being bludgeoned, being thrown into a freezing river. His enemies began to think he could not be killed, and to a certain extent they were correct. Do you believe in coincidences, Colonel? I believe in God, in U.S. military might, and in family. Admirable, I'm sure. See that woman below. I can't make her face out from this high up. Is it just a coincidence that she's walking across the quadrangle at the very same moment we're looking down at her? I don't know. Simultaneous events occur every day, but they aren't judged to be coincidences. 1947. Not a lifetime ago, but not yesterday either. We should recall it as an auspicious year. After all, the war had ended. But it wasn't the best of times, was it? Our atomic age had begun. She stopped walking. She's looking up. Several important things happened in 1947. Are they coincidental events or random simultaneous occurrences? She's looking straight at us. First, the Cold War between the United States and the Soviet Union began. A significant historic development from our shared perspective. Wouldn't you say so, Colonel? Why is she looking up this way? Second, the CIA was established as a result of the National Security Act of 1947 as an independent civilian intelligence agency within the executive branch. What are you going on about, Swan? I'm not interested in a goddamn government history lesson. These windows are tinted. She can't possibly see us standing here. Can she? Third, in the very same year, 1947, the first well-known UFO sighting occurred near Mount Rainier in Washington State when businessman and pilot Kenneth Arnold claimed to see a group of nine airborne objects while flying his small plane. He estimated the speed of these crescent-shaped objects as being several thousand miles per hour. Certainly not an impossible feat, seeing as our astronaut Alan Shepard at the helm of Freedom 7 achieved a speed of over 5,000 miles per hour. But that's rocket-propelled ascension, not horizontal flight. Were you aware that it's from the Arnold sighting we get the term flying saucer? Kenneth Arnold actually said the objects moved like saucers skipping on water. A newspaper mistakenly interpreted this as saucer-shaped, hence the term. Funny how popular terminology comes about, isn't it? She's waving like she's trying to get our attention. Fourth, also in 1947, a rancher came across a 200-yard-long piece of wreckage near an army airfield in Roswell, New Mexico. The local papers reported the mysterious find as the remains of a flying saucer. The military, your office to be precise, Colonel, issued a statement stating that it was just a weather balloon. It was a weather balloon. We both know that's not true. Even the newspaper photograph suggested otherwise. Ah, sensational crap sells papers. Why is she waving her arms like that? Now, is the fact that those four things occurring simultaneously in 1947 a coincidence? 
even look at that goddamn woman, Swan? She's trying to tell us something. It's code. Marshalling combat code. Well, if you know so goddamn much, then what the hell is she saying? Let's see. Ah. Take cover. Impact in 23 seconds. 22. 21. 20. Colonel. Colonel Sobek, are you all right? I'll go get help. Wait here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon. Afternoon. An autumn frost is in the air today. I can feel the coming of winter in my bones. Code phrases seem ridiculous when you've known someone for decades. It's the ritual that counts, Mr. Swan. Ask anyone who attends church on Sundays. Is he dead? No. The colonel is recovering in hospital. Mild heart attack. His death wasn't my intention. I'm glad he survived. Sometimes, Mr. Swan, you play the game too well. Colonel Sobeck was noticeably obese with a florid complexion, clearly hypertensive. Wearing a heavy uniform jacket on a hot day, loaded down with medals and insignia meant to impress. With a collar size too small and buttoned up tight, standing for a prolonged period in the direct sunlight behind heat-absorbent window glass without any ventilation while under sustained suggestive stress. Hmm. From a master mindfucker playing his master mindfucker games. I was able to walk off with a pile of classified files from his desktop, Rosemary. My intention was to prompt him to leave the room to get a drink of water or splash some cool water on his face. Faint at worst. Nothing so dramatic as to keel over from a heart issue. Did I say the ends don't justify the means? No, you did not. Hmm. And we were having such a pleasant conversation. Here they are. In a Woolworths bag. Heavy duty and non-remarkable. Like me. You said it, I didn't. Did you read them? Every word. And I took copious notes. I expected nothing less. They're classified top secret. There's a strong possibility that these are the only copies. Colonel Sobek probably signed them out of secure storage in preparation for our conversation. He wanted to pick your brain, and you stole his files. I prefer absconded. Potato, potato. Here. I've brought you the tea you like from the restaurant on the corner. Mm. Dupree's. 
chamomile, ginger and honey, a proprietary blend. They mix it themselves. Thank you. There's a possibility that Colonel Sobek will make a formal complaint about their disappearance. About me. My guess is he won't. Too embarrassed. Nevertheless, after we copy them, we'll have them discreetly returned. Good. Have you determined how to proceed in your investigation in light of this new material? Yes, I've identified several paths of inquiry. All new? Theoretically, no. Practically, yes. So, the Colonel's trip to the emergency room paid enough dividends to justify the risk? I wasn't under any risk. I'm referring to the unfortunate Colonel. Since you will be operating on U.S. soil, I'm assigning Robert Phillips as your driver. I'm capable of driving myself. That's irrelevant, Swan. If you are forced, say, to shoot someone, make sure it's Phillips who is discovered with the smoking gun in his hot little hand. You know I don't often feel the need to carry a firearm, Rosemary. Good. Then Phillips can shoot whomever he likes without consulting with you first. He's attached to main justice. He's authorized. Are the answers in this Woolworths bag? Are there aliens among us? It depends upon the kind you mean. Well, there's only one kind, isn't there? The kind that has the potential to jeopardize national security. Then yes. I'd say there most certainly are aliens among us. Then find them. Then leave it to us to root them out like crabgrass in the Dichondra. Yes, ma'am. You can rest assured I won't stop until I accomplish my mission. Hmm. You've always been a terrier wearing a bone, Swan. Admirable devotion to duty. Where will you go first? Hmm. Outside of Portsmouth, New Hampshire? The White Mountains, perhaps? Where the couple say they were abducted by big, grey-eyed alien creatures. It seems as good a place to start as any. Here's a new cyanide pill. I've been informed that they periodically need to be replaced. Apparently they become stale after a while, like old boxed cereal, or like my dinner party pattern. How do you know I don't take small doses daily to make myself immune? Because it's only arsenic that works that way, not cyanide, and I'm the one who first told you that Rasputin story. Goodbye, Rosemary. Goldspeed, Swan. He's on the move. Don't let him out of your sight. Roger that, ma'am. You have shoot kill authorization if necessary. Roger that. The Signal is created by Cassandra Wells and Charlie Randazzo. Written by Cassandra Wells. Produced by Fred Greenhalge and Marco Palmieri. Directed by Charlie Randazzo. Executive produced by Cassandra Wells, Daniel Kamen, Molly Barton, and Julian Yap. Performed by Daniel Kamen, Perry King, Marta Cross, Adam J. Smith, Tracy Winters, Time Winters, Harry Gawillam, Tom Beyer, Jeff Blumberg, Mark Irvingson, Jackson Gawillam, and Jennifer Taub. Sound design and editing by Charlie Randazzo. Music by Quiet on the Set. Additional cover art by Heather Mason. 
Production Manager, Devin Shepard. Production Coordinator, Angela Yee. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Find more shows like this on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.